All right, everybody. Good morning. Rick here. Okay, on this lovely January 8th. Okay, we're going to get started here. If anybody has a question, they can just hit star six. If you hit star six, you will unmute yourself because I just muted everybody. All right, today I want to talk about having your best year ever. Okay, success in 2024. As I say, sell more in 2024. And hopefully, Okay, it will be your best year ever. And, you know, it's really just about what you're doing on a daily basis. What are you doing on a daily basis? Your actions equal your results. You know, um, some of you have read my book, Success is a Verb, and I talk in there about a little phrase I invented 20-something years ago called habit replacement therapy. (laughs) And it's really just developing, creating the habits that you need in order to achieve your goal. Because the difference between where you are you know, and where you want to be is a gap. How do you close that gap? By becoming the person you need to be in order to achieve those goals. And the way to do that is by creating the actions. If you want to be healthy, you take the actions of a healthy person. Ask yourself each day is what am I doing enhancing or decreasing my health? Well, if it's decreasing, stop doing it. What would a healthy person be doing right now? You know, what would a person with a strong mindset be doing right now? Uh, what would a person with my goals be doing right now versus what I'm doing? So hopefully you guys know exactly what they are, what, what you need to do in order to achieve it, and hopefully that you're taking those actions every single day. And, okay, um, and you just got to create the habits that go along with it. So the first part is habit replacement therapy. You have to absolutely, all right, do the actions you need to do to, to achieve your goal every single day. Look, no one's perfect. If you miss a day, fine. Don't miss two in a row, ever. You know, I just did a little video this morning. I call it Goya. I I heard it somewhere. It's called Goya, G-O-Y-A. Get off your anatomy. You can use a different word if you want, (laughs) right? Get off your anatomy and do what you're supposed to be doing every day. You're not going to achieve your your goals, okay, sitting down. This is not like a TV where you can use the controls at your chair, you know, and change the stations. No, you have to get up and do it yourself in life. It's just that simple. Next thing is um, you have to set your mental GPS every day. Like whatever your goal is, you have to remind yourself, all right, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, you know, $150,000 this year. I'm going to sell 20 homes. Whatever it is that you're going to do, they need to become affirmations. I sell 20 homes a year. I make $150,000, whatever they are. Okay, reduce them. And I weigh this. I am that. Health, spirituality, relationships, Everything that you want to have it happen in your life can be reduced to, you know, affirmations. And I recommend that you have at least five or six of them. Definitely. You know, one for each category of your life being business money, spirituality, health, relationships, and mindset. All right? So if you can have a goal for each one of those areas, uh, even if it's a one-sentence goal or a one-affirmation goal, I think that's uh, important. Right? Because remember, the word is responsibility. Responsibility means I take responsibility for me. No one is going to, no one is as concerned about me and my goals as I am. No one's definitely concerned about the results as much as I am. So I need to be on it 100% of the time. All right? So, um, and, and I believe that starts with a powerful morning routine. What is your morning routine? Do you get up at the same time every day? Do you have a morning routine? 
I personally know that, uh, and I read this years ago, I can't think of the woman's name right now. She's a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whatever. And she said, starting the day with eating, excuse me, with working out, doing something positive, and let's say reading something inspirational is like doing, it's like taking a little Ritalin and a little Prozac, all right? Because you release the same type of hormones into your system by working out and reading positive stuff. Okay, so and I thought that makes sense because I know after I work out, I feel incredibly good. I know after I read something, and t- t- today, I'm going to be honest with you, most of my reading today is listening to them. So I'm working out and listening to an incredible, incredible audio book. Right now I'm listening to one by Brian Johnson, who's great, by the way. If you want to, this guy has read more books than anybody I've ever met, all right? He's got a book out right now called Arate. Arate, it's, and it's, um, it's an old Greek word or Latin word for maximizing your potential, basically. Uh, the book is called Arete, A-R-E-T-E, all right? And it's incredibly good. But he quotes book after book after book that he's done researching. And the reason I got turned on to him was he's on YouTube called Philosopher's Notes. So if you look, he reduces a book. Geez, I haven't listened to that in so long that uh, I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's either five or ten points in each book in under 15 minutes. So you listen to a book report, in under 15 minutes, all the most important points, which I think is great. And he has hundreds of videos on his YouTube channel called Philosopher's Notes. So that's what I did for a long time. And then some of the books he started recommending I started listening to, plus the ones I had already listened to. And now I have a real good library in my Audible. Plus, I still listen to one every now and then on YouTube. All right? So, you know, if you're going to be positive, if you're going to have a better year, you've got to do stuff differently, and you've got to have a routine, a plan to do it. It takes commitment. You know, the old joke is, you know, you're either committed or you're not. You can't teach commitment. You either have it or you don't. It's like I remember early on in my real estate career, that achieving my goals ranked up there with like oxygen. That's how important it was for me to achieve my goal. You have to have, your goal has to be important to you and you have to be committed to it. And when I say committed, I mean to the process. The process is more important than the results because if you focus on the process, you're always going to get to the results. And sometimes you overshoot it, which is great. Okay, so the next word I wrote down here is consistency. You have to be consistent every single day. There's a way to develop consistently, consistency, and that's to understand the way your brain works. You know, your brain is an incredible, strong, unbelievable computer with updated software all the time as we evolve, but it also has some old hardware in it, and that's, um, you know, the reptilian brain doesn't like anything new. Doesn't like anything new. Anything new is bad, scary. So as you start to do new things, Usually through drive and willpower, you can get through the first week or two. When you hit the third week, that's when you have to tell yourself, I'm fighting myself at an unconscious level here, and I need to just keep going until I create a new habit. And once I create a new habit, then my brain doesn't care. As long as it's familiar with it and knows it's not going to kill you. <laughs> it goes back to the old days when you know, if, you, if you walked out of the cave, you could get eaten by something. Right? Well, that's, hasn't, that hasn't been that way in a long time, at least not here in this country. Right, so you have to understand that you're going to fight yourself at an unconscious level until you create these new habits. So you just got to take the body through the motions. 
That's why I love that saying, Goya, get off your anatomy. <laughs> it makes me laugh when I say it too. All right, so consistency. Uh, next one is focus. You gotta be focused 100% and you gotta have a strong mindset and I would call it a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Uh, Carol Dweck, uh, if you've heard of Carol Dweck, she has a, uh, I think the book's called Mindset, actually, and she talks about the difference between a growth. Growth mindset says, I can learn. I can be better. I'm not just good at stuff and bad at other stuff. I can practice, drill, and rehearse and become good at anything I want to become good at. All right? And fixed mindset's the exact opposite. You're born with certain talents. They're never going to get any better. So do what you're good at and don't do anything else. That's just not true. Okay? They've done studies and studies. Your brain will... is very, you know, I mean, you, your memory is almost unlimited. If you think about it, you can learn new stuff all the time. You can really be working your brain all the time. And I recommend that you do that too. That's why reading and listening to audiobooks and, you know, just doing research is so important for us. Okay. So focus, you know, what are you focusing on every day? You can train yourself to focus on the right stuff. And a lot of us don't do that, which means you know, stop listening to the news and all that crap. I know it's an election year. I know he said and she said and all that stuff. And who cares? All right? You live in the best country in the world. I remind myself constantly. You know, I know I'm a little crazy, but I remind myself constantly that only, and I looked this up, only 4.5% of the planet lives in the United States of America. 4.5%. Think about that. That pretty much means... 90% of the planet would change places with you in a heartbeat, even on your worst day. It's pretty cool if you think about it. And, uh, you know, I, 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 when I looked it up, I thought it would be like 15. It's 4.5% of the world population-wise lives in this country. It's pretty crazy if you think about it. All right, so you live in the best place in the world. You have incredibly great stuff going on all the time. I mean, just the way, look at I live in Las Vegas. The streets are all new. I mean, it's just a great, great country to live in, right? California's beautiful. Arizona's also brand new, right? So, I mean, you, you guys, you can't really complain about where you live. And, and, the, and all our markets are incredibly awesome for real estate right now, all right? So, you know, you've got to remind yourself constantly that we're pretty blessed every single day, even on your worst day. All right, then I, the next thing I wrote down here is process and schedule is everything you're supposed to be doing, part of your process and in your schedule. I kind of already talked about that. You know, like if I have to talk to X amount of people per day, where is it in my schedule? Where's my appointment time in my schedule? All of that needs to be in there. I would also have time for practice. You know, if I'm going to go on listening presentations, I need to practice my listening presentation. I need to get good at it. And the only way to get good at it is by practicing it. If you're going to use the one out of the VAC, then just make sure that you go over it and over it. If you use the one, I mean, I kind of teach a hybrid one in my success series. You know, it's the Mike Ferry one. I recommend everybody use that. And we have incredible marketing with the Berkshire Hathaway one. But you've got to come up with a presentation that you're going to present. Practice it, whatever it is, because you need to be confident, competent, and natural when you present it because it's a very expensive presentation, meaning that if you get the listing, you get paid well. And if you don't, it's an expensive lesson, right? What did you learn? All right, the next word I wrote down here is attitude. What is my attitude? I like the saying the attitude of gratitude. Is it an attitude of success or an attitude of accepting failure? Those are your options. There's no in between. 
You know, uh, attitude of success. If you're going to have an attitude of success, you know, like uh, in the book I'm listening to, he talks about all these professionals that were professional sports people that were interviewed. And they said to them, okay, um, mindset. For you to success, succeed in your job, what percentage of your, your, your job would you say is mindset? And the average was like 85 or 90%. And then the next question was, great, what percentage of the time do you spend developing a stronger mindset? And almost all of them said, well, I don't spend a lot of time doing that at all, right? So, you know, we need to work on our mindset. And I've already given you a couple of great ways, too. Working out is great for your mindset. Listening to great audiobooks is great for your mindset. Okay, I mean, you have, a, you have a tremendous things that you can do for your mindset, okay? Um, you just got to take advantage of it every day, all right? So um, then I wrote down here, be a student. That kind of falls right into this. Be a student of your business. If you're a student, meaning you're always getting better and sharpening your axe and learning more, all right, it's, you know, people can tell. But being a student, what's going on? Okay, in the what's going on with the economy right now? What's going on with the base rate? What's going on with your average sale price in your marketplace? How many active listings are on the market? These are things that you should know and be able to converse with. All right, um, like what's your active inventory? How many months inventory do you have on the market right now? What's the average days on the market of a home in the area that you're covering? All right, these are all things that you need to know so you can speak intelligently to your listings and your buyers. If I'm a buyer, what are the benefits of buying right now? If I'm a seller, what are the benefits of selling right now? Right? Is it, a be- is it a great time to buy? Yeah. Is it a great time to sell? Yeah. Why? Okay, I think it's a great time to sell because if you own a property in any of the markets we're currently in, Arizona, California, or Nevada, you know, in the last 10 years, the property has appreciated about 250% or more, depending on where you are. That's incredible. So you can't really bitch as a seller. The house has gone up incredibly well, right? Um, buyers, why is it a great time to buy after what I just said? Well, because they're not going to be going down anytime soon because of the lack of inventory. Well, the, what about the rates? Well, what about the rates? They're starting to come down again. They went up, looks like they plateaued. Now they're starting to head the other way. What's going to happen when they hit the fives? It's going to be a feeding frenzy. All the people that have been waiting are going to jump in. Right now you can get a 30-year fixed at six and a half, and you can get a um, – a 15-year fixed at like six and an eighth. When they cross into the fives, it's going to be pandemonium. So you should, if you have a buyer and you're working with them, you're, you're, you should buy now because you have a little less competition and then you're still going to be able to refinance in a year or two. And you could even buy at six and a half right now and do a two-to-one buy down, get it down to four and a half and have two years, at least 12 to 18 months, okay, to refinance at a decent rate Okay, and, and the way it's looking, it's going to be way less than that. And you can refinance or streamline refinance with no lender cost. And you really can't complain as a, because in five years or so, you'll be very happy. All the, all the super smart economist people are saying because of our lack of inventory and, and you know, um, uh, rents aren't going down, they keep going up. Okay, so, um, you know, uh, if you don't own your own piece of property, you should definitely own one. And a lot of the people, baby boomers and so forth, that are downsizing, they need to sell their – I mean, so there's a lot of people out there right now that are on the edge of selling. And as soon as these rates get a little lower – so if I'm working with buyers, I'm telling them, 
Take advantage of what you have right now because it's going to get worse for a buyer, better for a seller very shortly. Right now, it's probably the best. And I'm not the only one saying this. Dave Ramsey's saying it. David, whatever the hell his name is. Um, can't think of his name right now. But there's a, a lot of these economists are thinking, are saying that it's, in the next five years, right now is your best time to buy. It's only going to get worse if you're a buyer. I mean, because the properties are going to appreciate and so forth. So become a student. You know, I would also say, um, you know, there's never been a time in the history of this business. This is my 30, I'm beginning my 39th year in real estate. Okay, and when I say that, I'm, I think I'm supposed to feel old, but I don't because I started at 12. No, I just got my license at 19, right? Um, been doing this a while, just turned 59. Okay, so it's definitely um, an incredible business. A lot of this, there's a lot of similarities to when I started, and there's a truckload of changes. And this is the one that's changed the most, which is social media. Never thought in... Uh, a million years in 1985 when I got my license that you could carry around a computer with you, you know, otherwise known as a smartphone, and, you know, basically watch videos, watch TV, communicate, you know, uh, do your texting and your emails, voice. I mean, you know, you can just talk to your phone and it sends them for you. Make sure you check them. I have made mistakes. <laughs> Sometimes in Siri and I don't see eye to eye. So make sure you check here. If you're going to talk text or talk email, make sure you check, read them before you send them. Okay, so there's just, I mean, it's just, and social media is a huge part of it. You know, um, in 1985, if you wanted to get the same coverage that you can get right now for free, you'd have to have TV, magazines, bus benches, billboards, newspapers. Right now, you can get that for free if you use social media. That's the number one thing that finally transformed me about eight or nine years ago, going from social media is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life to, oh my God, this will help my business. And it's my favorite price, free. I mean, I haven't boosted anything in years. You don't need to. You just get a good enough following and you don't need to boost anything. So um, I've got success series going this week. So if you're in Nevada, I'm doing it at the Southwest office, which is one right next to IKEA. All right. And, uh, you know, it's uh, from one to four. If you need CE credits, just show up. Okay, you can just, if you're with the company, you can just show up. And you'll get your CE credits as well. You get 15 if you take all three class, all, all five classes, three hours a day, all right? And if you're in Arizona or California, then you can do you can watch it on Google Meets. You do not get credit in your state. Your state won't allow me to do it for credit. Nevada does, which is really nice. Okay, so um, you know. And then the last point I have here is keep it simple. This is not a complicated gig, guys. You don't need to complicate this. Complicating it doesn't mean it's better. A lot of times, complicating it means it's worse. And a lot of times we complicate it just so we feel like we're busier. And, and, and busy isn't the same as productive. Okay, busy, I mean, you know, there's productive activities and there's busy activities. And a lot of us get trapped in the busy activity, I would call it uh, hamster wheel, where you're running and you're moving, you're just not going anywhere. Right? You want to be, you know, you want to work smarter, not harder. And uh, that, you know, that's why these proactive activities that we talk about, Okay, like talking to people, whether it be on the phone, with social media, door knocking, whatever, are very important. So here's the uh, words for today that we covered. Success, I believe, starts with habit replacement therapy, meaning you've got to create the new habits that you need in order to achieve your goal. You also have to set your mental GPS every day. Remind yourself what your goals are and why you're doing this. 
The word, next word is responsibility, meaning it's up to you. And responsibility to me always starts with a strong, powerful morning routine. You have to check your commitment level. It's got to be there. All right? With commitment level, look, if you're committed, you will come up with the reasons why you're going to. If you're not committed, you will come up with reasons why you can't, otherwise known as excuses. So it's either commitment or convenient. Convenient will never make it. Commitment is what it takes. That means no matter what's going on, you're committed to get it done, which, is the, which runs right into the next word of consistency. You need to be massively consistent in order to be successful in today's world. Okay, consistency makes up for a lot of the shortcomings that some of us think we have. Okay, next word are focus and mindset. You've got to be focused and you've got to be working on your mindset every day. Mindset is a full-time job. And I'm talking about a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. Growth mindset, sets, growth mindset says I can change these areas of my life that I need to. I can be, be, become comfortable doing things that I'm not currently comfortable doing. That's creating new habits. All right, just take, by taking the body through the motions and getting through the uncomfortable phase. We can't expect to be comfortable through the whole thing, folks. You just can't. In fact, I work out. Are you comfortable when you're working out? No, you're sweating. You're breathing hard. That can get a little uncomfortable. It's a good uncomfortable, but it's still uncomfortable. Just like prospecting can become a good uncomfortable. You know the old saying, you can become comfortable being uncomfortable. The first time I heard that, I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. And then when you start doing it, you're like, yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> right? All right. So, and how do we do all this? By having a schedule a detailed schedule that has it in there so I have a process and I have a schedule, all right? I'm practicing the things I need to do. That's the next word, practice. I'm constantly working on my attitude, success versus failure, all right? I am a student of life. I'm a student of my business. I am constantly learning, all right? If you don't have a social media presence, get one and constantly be updated. Right before I did this call, I did my daily video, and I did the Goya, like I told you earlier. Get off your anatomy. <laughs> it's the second week of the year, folks. All right? To me, it's still an easy week. Next week is when the brain starts fighting you at an unconscious level as you're creating new habits that you need to get through it. January is the month that you set the stage. Okay, really. I mean, if you can do what you're supposed to be doing even 80% of the time in January, you created a great head start for yourself. I don't know about you guys, but I like to be out front in the race. I don't want to be in the back and then pull. Like I just went to that movie, saw that movie, Boys in the Boat, which is great. I love it. But they, every race they were in, they started way behind and then came. That always drove me crazy. But sometimes that's the best way to do it. As long as you're in the race and you eventually win, it doesn't matter how you do it. All right. I also um, saw something recently that um, – the gentleman, I think there's only one guy who's done it. He did a 26-mile marathon in under two hours. Now, think about that for a second. That means you're running four-and-a-half-minute miles for 26 miles. I can't even run four-and-a-half for one. Think about that. That's like a sprint for a lot of us. That's amazing if you think about it. All right, I just, I, it's in the book I'm listening to. I'm like, I never even knew that someone did it in under two hours. All right, so keep it simple. So the social media, make sure you guys have a good presence. I mean, video is the key. You've got to remember something. These people don't know you. 
you have an opportunity to become comfortable or familiar at least with a group of people that's not currently familiar with you by growing your social media, that means sending friend requests, requests out, you know, getting connections on LinkedIn, same thing with Instagram and Twitter, and, right? And then keep growing it, keep putting content and videos on it. People go, what kind of content? Whatever. I, I just did my definition of Goya today on there. You know, you listings and sales and open houses and happy customers and I've got this going on and I'm door knocking, whatever. People love to see what you're doing. As soon as you start doing it, even after a week or two, all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, I got all kinds of stuff I can talk about. It's when you don't start. You know, we have the, and this is the same with prospecting. It's the same with practicing a listing presentation. It's the same with social media. We always have the most horrific, horrendous stories about these things in our mind before we actually do them. Because when we start doing them, we realize, no, it's nowhere near as bad as I thought it was. Okay. And then the last one is keep it simple. Don't complicate something that real estate is a truckload of common sense. That's all it is. So don't overcomplicate it. Anybody have a question? Hit star six. Any questions about anything I just went through? Don't be shy. Star six. All right, folks. We'll do this again next week. Same time, same bad channel. If you need me, Call me anytime. You guys are the best. We will pick it up. If you need success series, go this week to the Southwest office or see me on Google Meets. Thanks, everybody.